0: Welcome back to our study of God's Word as we're studying the book of 2 Peter. We're in the third chapter. This is an exciting chapter. It talks about what's going to happen at the end of the world. And let's begin with verse 1 of chapter 3, where Peter writes to the scattered Christians all over the known world of that day who are persecuted, going through great difficulties. He's writing to encourage them. He says, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through your prophets. So, Peter says, um, I want you to know the purpose of this letter. And the purpose is that you will have wholesome thinking, that you will think clearly, that you will think in a way that guides you in the right direction because as a man thinks so is he the bible says because our thinking determines our actions if we if we're thinking incorrectly we will live incorrectly if we're thinking in error we will live in error and also it's important because reminders and repetition are the keys to learning and growing and continuing in the right direction because we tend to become complacent and satisfied and maybe even forgetful and then he says above all you must understand this is verse three that in the last days scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires they will say where is this coming he promised ever since our ancestors died everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation now peter enters into a whole different area he says i want to remind you and i want you to understand about the last days i want you to understand that before I, jesus comes again there are going to be scoffers they're going to be doubters they're going to be people who refuse to believe there will be peepers people who are critics and say there's not going to be any return of christ he's not coming back and and this will be something that they will emphasize now he says something about last days he says in the last days now in one sense the bible teaches that we have been in the last days since Jesus returned to heaven and the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples at Pentecost. So those are the are the final last days in the sense of uh, a long period of time. But then there are the actual last last days when the time just before Jesus returns and the writers of the New Testament give us insight into what Will be going on in the world wars rumors of wars all kinds of problems that will be going on and before jesus comes again so the just keep that in mind and realize that jesus could come any day and he could return for his first for church for the believers but he also says the reason why we think that these scott these critics think that there's not going to be any second coming is ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. In other words, things just keep going like they always do. There's winter, and then there's uh, summer, and then you just continue to go over the seasons of the year, and everything just remains normal, and everything goes the same way it's been going forever. So there's there's no coming back of Jesus. Now, one of the reasons why these critics and these scoffers are pushing this philosophy is if you are living a sinful life then you either have to change your lifestyle or you have to change the Word of God and if I really know Jesus is coming I want to live for him and I want to be ready for his return at any time but if I'm not then I, I don't want to be bothered by that so I want to erase that from my mind and so a person who is living a sinful lifestyle will just say, well, I don't even think he's coming anyway. So then Peter says, well, I want to show you that things have not always continued like we've always said, they, like you always say they do. But, but he says, but they deliberately forget, these skeptics, these scoffers deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters, also the world of that time was delug- de- deluged and destroyed. What he's saying is there are two things that happened in the past that I will mention that shows you that things don't just go on. There was creation, and then there was the flood judgment upon the people of Noah's day and how God destroyed the world and started all over with Noah and his family. And so he says, so your argument is flawed, your argument you're ignoring the evidence. It's not, it's not a good argument. And then he points out in verse 7, By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. See, God has promised that he would never destroy the world by a flood, by water again. And that's why he gave us the rainbow. The rainbow was God's sign to the people of that day and the people of all days that he will never destroy the, the earth again by a flood and but he will destroy the earth the bible says by fire fire is going to be the next judgment not the water judgment but the fire judgment and and the bible says that the present are reserved for fire and for that day of judgment but he goes on to say something very important here He says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You want to know why he hasn't already come? I'll tell you why he's a patient God, says Peter. I'll tell you why he's a God. Who cares about us he's a God who has mercy and forgiveness and he's not willing that any of us should perish he wants all of us to come to salvation all of us to come into relationship with him so he's not slow in keeping his promise that's not the fact first of all God doesn't count time like we do Peter says for a day is like a thousand years with the Lord and a thousand years is like a day you see God's above time he's beyond time he's bigger than time and so he's not hemmed in to hours and days and minutes. He's living forever. And so with eternity in mind, he has no no schedule that has to be kept except his own schedule, which he himself has provided. But he's he, so he counts time by a different standard. And also he is patient and loving and wants us to come to repentance so that we will be forgiven of our sins and so we can be in relationship with him and so we can go home to be in with with him in heaven and experience all that he has for those who love the lord and trust him so today remember the lord is going to come he could come today he could come for those who believe in him and will be caught up to meet him in the air so be ready be living in the light of his coming live every day as if it's today and god will bless you and use you in a great way god bless you have a great day